When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. You're listening to a Score North podcast right now, and if you're a business owner, so are your customers. In fact, I could be talking about your business right now, telling the tens of thousands of loyal fans about you and sending them to your business. Find out how you can partner with your favorite Score North podcast. Visit scorenorth.com now and enter keyword partner. Fill out the form, and we'll get in touch with you quickly. Once Phil, Judd, Declan, or others start talking about your company, you'll be amazed at how many fans start showing up. So visit scorenorth.com now and enter keyword partner. You're along for the ride with Royce. 80% of the people laughed, 20% of the people said, what's wrong with And you live to agitate the 20%. Yeah, all I do. On 1500 ESPN. We're still hanging in here at the Minnesota State Fair. It hasn't broke loose yet. Pete Najarian is with us. How are you doing, sir? I'm doing good, man. It's great to be That's here with you good. through the rain and the now, whatever else. Now, you and the bride were here for Earth, Wind, and Fire last night? Man, were they on fire. Were they? <laughs> they really were. How old are those young fellas now? Are they they're 70? They're very close to 70 across the front three board there. But, man, they, they still move. They still do their thing. And last night they were going all the way until they, they made them stop, practically. They just kept going it was awesome now you have uh showtime don't you do you have showtime on your television we do we do we got have HBO you seen showtime. the uh, have you watched the skinner uh documentary as of yet i have yeah <laughs> fantastic isn't it <laughs> those I, documentaries uh, are great did you oh see that did you see the eagles documentary oh, it was great. oh man i've never been a big eagles fan but i became more of a fan of the eagles after seeing the documentary, especially yeah. the fact they hated each other, was what, <laughs> what was interesting is is uh, Felder and uh, and uh, Henley. Yeah, Fry. No, Felder and Fry. Oh, it, was, up, it was Fry. Fry yeah. threatening to kill him while yeah. they're up there playing their. Uh, yeah, I would say it was. Yeah, but this one is the Skinner one is great. I I love the uh, line that the one guy had about Alan Collins. It, it, it was glue and sniff, uh, sniffing glue when they first met him. He said. You could have built a model airplane with his breath. <laughs> <laughs> That's so great. Yeah, it's it's amazing, man. Not not it's amazing how many of these guys are still out and doing it when so many of them die at age forty five. Well, you know? and when you when you realize what a lot of them have done to themselves over the years, whether you know it's foreign or you know sticks or any of these different groups. Uh, they lived their life pretty fast in their 40s and 50s, for sure. And, I, you know, it's amazing how well they recovered. <laughs> I have decided that sports is more like music than anything else. Don't you believe? you gotta, you got to accept those guys in music. Think about this. They come back in their 60s and 70s. They're still performing yes. in sports, man. Yeah. <laughs> you but hit I mean, 40 and you're done. <laughs> but, it's, but it's every night. It's, yeah. I mean, when they're younger, and they're, it's, it's the same. And it's addictive, too. They, oh, absolutely. Uh, they cannot... They cannot give it up. Yeah. They, they love the crowd. I think they're. I think it's really. Uh, it really is the the one thing that's. I got another one for you. You probably haven't seen it. Uh, it's it's on Cinemax, I believe. Mike Judge did it. The uh, Tales from the Tour Bus. I've I've not. It's about no. these old country western guys. Oh, God. There's a couple of them on Whalen, and and uh, there's a couple of them on George Jones and Tammy, who had kind of a volatile 
uh, relationship, <laughs> and and a few other guys. There's they had one guy uh, that I hadn't heard of. It was an old Texas, a well-known Texas outlaw kind of guy, but yep. was crazier. And he passed out underneath the pool table one day. <laughs> And every time a ball went down, he got up and hit his head. <laughs> you got to see it. It's it's fantastic. I think he's going to do another year of them, too. Tales from the Turbos. Oh, that sounds great. It's great. Love it. So uh, the uh, Gophers, I think, now Jerry Kill's first game, they lost to New Mexico State. But yeah. uh, uh, this team had a minus nine yards against Craig Bowles, Wyoming Cowboys on the ground. I, I, I don't see much of an issue here no, it Thursday should, night. It better not be. If it no. is, I think we're all going to be pretty concerned, right? Yes. <laughs> well, B.J. did say that they were a dangerous football well, team. I was gonna. I was gonna. It's a, good, it's a great statement to put out there before. Yeah. <laughs> football still, still football still maintains that old uh, standard of for coaches over respecting the opposition more yeah. than more than any other sport. Yep, no doubt about it. Yeah, no doubt they, about they it. They still all fear everybody. You know? Although I'll tell you, as you know, that Wyoming team is a pretty good football. Well, team. they're getting better. Yeah. Well coached. That 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 coach has been around a long time. Nebraska Bowl, guy. Yeah. Yep. Yeah, they don't have uh, they don't have the big uh, gun at quarterback anymore. But, no, uh, he'd rather run the ball anyway, as he did at North Dakota State all yeah. those years. But, yeah, absolutely. Yeah, I've been out there. I go out there uh, occasionally for uh, Wyomania, and uh, <laughs> you and I talked about that. Oh man. yeah, <laughs> we went last year, and then Josh Allen got hurt, and they uh, didn't play against Fresno State. But uh, uh, that, but I've, I've been out there, and he, and they. I was out there about four years ago. They played Boise State, and it was like watching uh, Edina play Fulda. And <laughs> and and two years later, he beat him. So yeah. you know, I mean, he turned it around. Oh yeah, good. they have talent, and he gets he does a great job recruiting kids over there to Wyoming. It's a beautiful place. Once I went to that campus and did that game, and you introduced me to some of your buddies out there. I'll yeah. tell you what, what a what a town, what a great. <laughs> and I went to the town of one. Yes. <laughs> Oh, yeah, but they, uh, you know, in the 60s, there were so many fewer. They went to like a sugar bowl and stuff, yep. but there were so many fewer D1 colleges. They used to get a bunch of Minnesota yeah. kids. They yeah. don't get them like they did. But, no. you know, I mean, if you didn't go to the North Dakota State, North, those, those weren't options then. And they, right. they used to get a lot of kids. And I think we had more outdoorsmen, too, who liked the idea of going yeah. out there and Hunting killing, and fishing and stuff, all that. Shooting animals. <laughs> killing stuff. Shooting antelope and stuff, but uh, so have you uh, been? Have you gotten over there at all? You know what's going on. You've seen Anikstead yet? Yeah, and I like him. I like his arm Big a lot. Big kid, right? Yeah, he's he has great command already as a freshman, and I think it helped him a lot coming in as early as he did. He started at the beginning of the year, yes. and. Uh, I think that made a big difference. And, you know, his father's experience, I played with his dad, Scott, at okay. the University of Minnesota. He was an offensive lineman before he transferred. But, uh, gosh, I'll tell you what, he's got his wide receiver son, his quarterback son, and he's, he's yes. doing pretty well. He's a proud papa right now. Now, it was interesting. I my theory on P.J. giving the wide receiver a scholarship and not Zach is he likes – Telling everybody that he's got a walk-on quarterback, right? You know, yeah. Right. That was the, only the second one ever, and the one footballers. I think he likes that. That doesn't make any difference to the Anaksteads, which one gets the scholarship. Right. So, yeah, I, I think he likes that. But that kid, I see that the the other quarterback from IMG mm -hmm. that who was supposed to be a hot, more of a hot hot shot recruit, 
is going to start for Rutgers, too. Is that so, right? So IMG's got two starting quarterbacks in yeah. the Big Ten uh, well, one year. I'll tell you, Patrick, I, what I like about the university this year is I think they have four, more targets for the quarterbacks oh, to throw sure. the ball to. I mean, yeah. they've always had the running backs, although that's getting pretty thin. And Kobe McCrary's looking pretty good for the Vikings. Yeah. Right Gosh, yeah. I like that kid. I loved him last year. I don't think Minnesota used him enough. But it's tough when you got three guys and you got to spread the ball around. You, who do you give the ball to? But I'll tell you what, I think he makes the Vikings roster. I think he's that good. Really? I think, I think he, or at I, least yeah. practice squad, man. Yeah, maybe practice squad. He's Leroy Horde, though, isn't he? Straight ahead. He's straight ahead. But he, <laughs> I'll tell you what, he's got that low center of gravity. He's got a lot of weight in his backside that, uh, you know, when you look at these linebackers, you watch Hard Knocks at all? Have you watched I that? I watched a couple episodes. Yeah, I haven't, I'm not up to date. But well, yeah. I'll tell you what. These linebackers these days, I'm bigger than the linebackers that are playing right now in the NFL for the most part. These guys are small. I yeah. mean, they're all safeties playing linebacker because they got to be able to run. And they're all running 4 3 4. They're fast, too, yeah. but you know what? They don't want to see Kobe McCray coming downhill at them. I'll tell you that. I mean, if the Vikings or, or anybody wants to start running that football the way old school, just kind of, you know, the, the Harbaugh way when he was at San Francisco. Uh, McCrary would fit in pretty well with Dalvin Cook and the rest of the running backs with the Vikings. Yeah, he'll uh, he'll at least uh, yeah might get might get a practice squad thing. Although uh, they got those other two guys are running good too, right? Oh, they're Boone good. and uh, what's the other kid? So Rock Thomas. I yep. see they had to go get a center today though, huh? Yeah, Elfline. You know what? It just makes you really wonder. Is, yeah, yeah. This might be worse than they're reporting right they're now. They're not gonna. <laughs> uh, they Mike. This is. Uh, this is the time of year where they don't have to tell you anything about injuries. And if the coaches had their way, they'd never tell you anything about injuries. I think Zim loves this time of year. Oh, then, he does. Right? He does. Anyway, the uh, Gulfs, New Mexico State, they do have, I see the ticket sales are down. One reason that uh, nobody cited is they got a terrible home schedule oh, as far schedule, as attraction yeah. is. They got three non-conference games against... You nobody know, ordinary fresno's a decent program but nobody's gonna and then the they got iowa here but everybody yep. indiana northwestern and nebraska and, and indiana not nebraska's not here right, right. nebraska's away yeah, yeah yeah that's what i meant yeah. yeah and it reminds me that indiana is playing at minnesota for the first time in a decade is that right the last year of the metrodome wow. was the last time indiana played the gophers here and that's in, because in of the rotation of teams and all yep. that in the, oh, and then wow. you, and then you had the expansion of the league and everything too that just kind of threw everything for a loop so. right. when uh i wonder if there's any complaints from indiana when they told them you get to play in the east and purdue will play in the west eh? <laughs> you think purdue might have <laughs> You think there might have been a little uh, a celebration? Yeah, in, I think poor so. Indiana <laughs> stuck with. The, they should have like alternated those teams every five years or something yeah. and make uh, all over. Congrats, you know, Hoosiers! Per- you get to play Michigan State, Ohio State, and Sparty every year. Go have fun. <laughs> in Penn State. In Penn State. Yeah. Were you? Uh, I guess I wasn't surprised that uh, Coach uh, Urban <laughs> survived. Uh, yeah, wasn't if that he a wasn't, bet? If he wasn't, uh, what is it? Seventy-three and eight, right? Something yeah. like that. Yeah. Yeah. Right, it wasn't seventy three and eight. He might have been in trouble. Huh? Yeah, it's like players, right? I mean, if it's a if it's an important player, somehow they always manage to be able to survive these kind of things. And and you know, I watched that whole interview when they had the athletic director and the president and all those people up there in Urban. And oh boy, boy, he should have thought that through. He had plenty of time, Pat. <laughs> it's not like and the next day, two days later, he had to come out and say, "Okay, uh, Zach Smith's wife." Too. Yeah, uh, he yeah. Finally, I feel bad him. about that. Yeah. So yeah. <laughs> <laughs> a little bit late, unfortunately, for him. 
But, uh, boy, you go back to Utah, he hasn't lost many games. No. Oof. That guy, he is, he's unbelievable, although I'm not so sure about his graduation rate, but I think he does pretty well with guys in the NFL. I think they do pretty well. Yeah. Well, and uh, you know what? I've, uh, Franklin took him a while, but Penn State's right up there with him now, yeah. too. Yeah, it's impressive. I'll tell you what. And I'll, the, the team to keep an eye on, or the school to keep an eye on in my, my book, is, is Scott Frost and what he's doing at Nebraska. You know, he brought back Tom Osborne with him. Yes. Which the other previous coaches did not do. They never embraced Coach Osborne. They kind of pushed him off to the side, didn't want him to be a part of the program oh, anymore. Bo, Bo Pelini definitely didn't. Well, he didn't pushed him aside. And, and I love the previous coach, too, yeah. but he made the same decision. He's, he, they got away from the walk-ons. They got away from having Coach Osborne part of this whole thing. And the next thing you know, they're terrible. They're getting beat. And Scott Frost, when he got the job, the first thing he did called Tom Osborne. Got him back, and he's part of this thing. He's a consultant. He can do anything he I wants. I see he's going to start a freshman quarterback, too. Yeah. Oh, they got, they yep. got a redshirt freshman yep. and another freshman. Pretty good so. one. Yep. It's a Martinez. He's yeah, not, it's another. I wonder, it, is he related to the. Is he the kid? <laughs> I hope he's got a better throwing motion. Yeah, the other, the other Martinez like was me. a starting quarterback for Nebraska for, what, about seven years? Yeah. It seemed like he was there for a long and time. Never threw a non-wobbler either, but. <laughs> Uh, I think uh, Wisconsin's overrated, don't you? Four's a little high, don't yeah, you? Yeah, that, that seems a little bit high. Because they lost a lot of it. The, they won because of defense last yeah. year, and they lost a whole lot of that defense. They did. They did. I'll tell you what, though. They've, they've, they just seem to always have talent, and they do such a great job of recruiting the right people for the right spots and then going outside of the Midwest to find a few of these extra players. They don't get four stars. They get nope. very few four nope. stars. No, nope. they, they don't They don't mind it, though, because their their whole thing is to just go at you and punch you in the mouth, and they, they do a good job doing it. And, uh, there's you know, uh, Fleck here is going to try to, to some degree, do the, sort of the same thing, I think, although a different kind of an option-y offense. But... Uh, not many teams in the country are willing to do that anymore, yeah. play that kind of football. Right, yeah. It, yeah, everybody wants to spread it out. Everybody wants that special offense to put people in the stands, and, and it works at times, but if the talent level you've got, and look at Wisconsin. It's not like they're having a hard time putting people in the seats. They, they, they're no. still filling those stadiums every single week, and it's because they win, and people don't mind how you win if you win. They're down a little bit, but not yeah. everybody's down a little bit. Yeah. But uh, not. Uh, did you read that story in the Star Tribune today about uh, Gopher attendance? No. Uh, Although I heard about. It. <laughs> yeah, their season tickets are down to like twenty-one thousand. Yeah, that's is, uh, that's. Per- they gotta. They but, gotta well, boost they up. Did, well, they gotta get rid of that. You know that the the biggest disaster of all time was the uh, the mandatory contribution, and then. Kill had one good year, and our buddy Norwood raised it, raised it, and drove a lot of people right. out. Plus, yep. you took a lot of the, a lot of the old timers and moved them to lousy seats yeah. too. So. Pushed them on opposite side of the stadium from where they wanted all the rest of that kind of stuff. Yeah, yeah. they were they were pretty ticked off. You talked to a lot of those fans. They, and once you lose them, it's tough to get them back again. That's yeah. the other problem. Well, the other thing, Pete, is that this town has never been competitive like this for the sports buck. It's right. everybody's got a new building. Yeah, everybody's. You know, I mean, everybody's fighting for every suite and yep. fighting for every customer. And the Gophers are basically just another pro team yeah. in town. Yeah. Know? Oh, yeah. absolutely. I mean, that's and that's who they compete against, right? I mean, yeah, the Vikings the are playing are, in U.S. Bank. And, the Gophers are competing against the Vikings. And uh, the hockey team's competing against the Wild. Yep. And the basketball team's competing against the Timberwolves. Yep, absolutely. That's, uh, that, that makes it hard. 
It, it is funny, though. Uh, heck, when you moved out to New York, we wouldn't build an outhouse for a team. Remember that? We wouldn't. We, we planted one, I we think. Would, yeah, we wouldn't give anybody 20 bucks for a stadium. Now, not only do they all have stadiums, they got practice. You know, they oh. got, you know, the Wild got the old Macy's building. Yep. And the Timberwolves got the building across the street. That's the an awesome Viking, structure. Have you been out yeah, to the Vikings? Oh, thing? yeah, I have. That's yeah, you walk through that's that frightening. thing. Is that that's impressive? Uh, what they've what they've been managed to do, and I'll tell you what, that ownership has really done what they needed to do. They came in, that's they got the we gave them a free one point one five billion stadium, <laughs> cost him as much as a jar of sweet Martha's cookies for that one. Well, the, there's a give and take, you know. The other thing is Ziggy hasn't started the uh, building the. The residential around and all that there, stuff. Around yeah. there, oh yeah, oh, that's yeah. going to be. Uh, that's the next phase. But I'll tell you what, it's, it's unbelievable. It is. It is. Yep. I remember a hundred years ago in the seventies when they would uh, leave Mankato yep. and the old Midway Stadium, not the not the not the one that they ripped down, the one they ripped down first, right across <laughs> here from the fairground. Yep. The Vikings had come up and in September. While the Twins were still playing at Met Stadium, they would practice. They would bring all their stuff up and practice at Midway <laughs> Stadium, which was a high school yep. football stadium, you know, until October fifth or whatever yeah. it was, October eighth. And now they're out there, you know. <laughs> I used to work out with the Vikings at the Normandale Sports and Health Club. Oh, you was... don't work out, Pete. Stop <laughs> no. lying to us. <laughs> You're over there looking, making me and Johnny feel bad about ourselves. Oh, Thanks yeah, a lot. Right. Well, I'm the one that's good. sitting out here. <laughs> man, he's looking good, man. All, All right. right. Uh, Pete Najarian's with us. We're at the State Fair, and we uh, shall return. Uh, and it is foreboding and rumbling, but it hasn't broken loose here yet at the State Fair. This is the Ride with Royce. Very sexist. Very funny. On 1500 ESPN. Pete Nigerian is with us. Paul Fenton, the uh, new general manager of the Wild, will be here in a minute, too. Right. Pete, are you uh, working ATV this uh, fall? You know, I might be. Um, I opened myself back up to ESPN to possibly do some more stuff. So okay. uh, I, I talked to them and just said, look, I, I don't want to travel around the country anymore, but if you're doing stuff in the Midwest uh, and you need somebody or in a pinch or anything like that, I'd but love to But you don't want to fly out and do the in-studio thing? No, that those were long days, too. When I was yes. doing that in-studio, Studio stuff. I mean, that's a twelve-hour day. Plus, yeah. you don't. If you're going to go out in college, get college football. You want to go to different places yeah. and get feel it, right? Absolutely, yeah. absolutely. I mean, I got an opportunity to go a lot of places I'd never been, which was great. I mean, yeah. I'll, I'll tell you, one of my very favorite SMU. Doing really? college football down there. Now, it's it's not the biggest thing in the world down there, but at the same time. Just the history of everything that they had oh, down sure. there with the they Pony were, Express were, and all that oh, stuff. Maybe, I mean, and, go and way the fifties, you know, yeah. Kyle wrote and those guys yep. back when the Southwest Conference was uh, six Texas teams and and Arkansas. <laughs> in Arkansas, <laughs> that was it. I remember <laughs> it well. The oh swag. yeah, and SMU. Uh, you know, they used to have a big arch rival game with Notre Dame too. And oh, it was, did? oh yeah, in the ah. fifty, in the 50 and it was all about religion, man. It was <laughs> then it was the it was the Protestants and the Catholics, and that it was, was before the Catholics. Yeah, and the well, that, that was when <laughs> that was when ninety percent of the kids in Notre Dame were Catholic, and right. you know, and nobody at SMU was. And yep. I mean, uh, now yeah, Notre Dame's you know their best players are you know 
Not sure no, they're Catholic. Not, not no, no, no. <laughs> not Catholic. Yes, that's, uh, Lou changed that. Yeah, Lou did. Lou changed yeah, that. He changed it, and they, they changed things in a hurry once he showed up. For Nobody sure. <laughs> ever recruited in the history of man like they did their first three, four years. Oh, man. When they went to Notre Dame. Yeah, yeah. That uh, was a great staff. And think about all the guys that coached well, on that had, staff. They had Jerome Bettis, Dorsey Levins, uh, Rodney Culver, and Ricky Waters. It's not a bad deal. They're at the same time, and Dorsey <laughs> Levin said, the hell with this, and went to Georgia Tech. Mm-hmm. But they had, those were the running backs from, I think, one class. Yeah. What's, what's wrong with my brain? Who was the, the guy from Albert Lee was his main recruiter. Who was, uh... Uh, to- oh yeah, yeah, yeah. It went went to San Francisco, went to Washington. Yeah, yeah, Vinny right. Serrato. Vinny Serrato. Yeah, 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 yeah. He was. Uh, he never got in a living room. He didn't bring home a player. I'll no. tell you that. He was, <laughs> and uh, then he delivered. Then was- Notre Dame got religion after about five years. After they thought that they should uh, maybe uh, can, uh, you know be a little more careful in who they recruited, and, and then they went to hell. Yeah. You had him, though, man. He could get you ready for a football game. He was he? so great. I got to tell you, of all the guys I ever played for, Pat, he was the, he was the best. He really was. I, I loved a lot of the guys I played for, but he'd get you in the locker room, and, man, you were ready to run out and run over anybody. And we were terrible when he got there. We were 1-10 before he got hired. And... He, you know, sometimes you either got motivators or coaches. He yep. was both. He yep. was an, he was a genius X and O guy. Yeah, absolutely. And yeah. you know what? It, one of the smartest things he did when he came to the University of Minnesota, he said, "Look, we're going to run a different offense than everybody else in the Big Ten, and and it, they only get a week to prepare." Yes. And it's amazing how much of a difference that makes. It it, it really is. Whether you look at that, what, all you got to do is look at the military academies. What do they yeah. all run? They yeah. all run that same option, right? Same I mean, option. it's yeah. it's what Lou did when he came in here, and he said, you know, the the key is to have a different offense so that they don't have enough time to prepare. I was at uh, Notre Dame for his first game uh-huh. against Michigan, which was loaded. Oh yeah. And the first half, he had them running into each other on defense, and then Michigan warmed down, beat them in the second half. Yep. But he had them run around in circles with yep. a, with pretty mediocre talent. Can you imagine? Think back. What what if what if just for fun? If Lou would have stayed for about eight or ten years, he would have got her done here. I think so too. Yeah, people uh, people say, I ah, you know he would he would have gotten it. Done I think here. we'd have seen at least two Rose Bowls in that yes. ten years. Yep. Oh yeah. Well yeah, I think he would have. You know, the Big Ten was not. You know, you didn't have to. You didn't have to win your division, and then I mean the West Division is a break yeah. for the Gophers, but you also yeah you got to win your division, and then you got to go play Ohio State or Penn State. Especially or back then, Wisconsin wasn't. They good weren't. Yet. That's what they I was going to say. They didn't yeah. get good until Barry got there. I'll tell you who's always 90s. just consistent: Iowa. I mean, yeah. th- those days of Hayden Fry when he was down there, and he'd get those guys out of Texas coming up here, and they'd they'd always find a way. <laughs> yeah. That was tough. You know what Murray said about him. Murray wasn't a big fan of Hayden. He said, he said, if you were ever in a shower with him and you felt warm water on your leg, you'd have to look down and see where it was coming from. <laughs> Murray did Might not. be coming from the spigot, yeah, not from the spigot. <laughs> he said, Murray was not. A, he thought, I remember, I was out when Iowa went, when he took Iowa back to the, to the uh, Rose? Rose Bowl for yep. the first time. And, and it was amazing, those. Uh, that that Huntington Sheraton out, in, which is used to be the headquarters for the Rose Bowl. Yeah. And these Iowans were pulling up in their Winnebagos and honking the horn and waving <laughs> to the bellhops and stuff, who they hadn't seen for like 22 years since they've been there. <laughs> hey! And, uh, yeah, they were. But I remember him. 
he had a a ring yep. with a like a black eye in the ring. Yep. And that and he somebody asked him about that. He said, "Yeah, this old farmer came up to me when I first got here, and he said, Coach, if you get that, if you take us to Rose Bowl, I'm gonna fill that." Uh, ring up with diamonds. He says, I ain't seen that SOB since. <laughs> <laughs> of course not. <laughs> it's, uh, so, uh, yeah, but he was, uh, he was, uh, he, you know, he took him to two, right? I Did you ever talk to him much about why those tight ends stood up? I, I always loved that whole look. And you remember John Alt from I Minnesota did, when he was remember. playing? Oh, sure. Yeah. yeah. But I saw the, uh, I saw them when he had Chuck Long and that crew. Yeah. And they went down to the, uh, the Gator Bowl, and I was on my way to Nebraska versus uh, Miami, the, yep. you know, what, uh, when Bernie Kosar game. And I stopped there at the Gator Bowl, and Iowa was really good. They were yeah, the they Big were. Ten runners-up, but they were really good, and they were playing Florida that night. And Florida had Neil Anderson and uh, all those running the, the backs. Great, uh, who's the great defensive line run? Uh, the Florida kid played with the the Bears, I uh, can't think of them. And the, it was a great defensive lineman, yeah. linebacker type. And okay. poor John Alt never laid a glove on him, man. Yeah. And that, that's what I, I remember seeing that and saying, speed is, they're a little faster down here in Dixie than they are, uh, than they are there. And you know, he's, he's got a son playing at Totino, John Alt. Oh, he's, does I he? Think, yeah. I think it's the oh, last yeah. of the well, Alts. Mark yep. is... Uh, is Mark in the NHL or not? He had a hell of a yeah, hockey I, I career. Think he, I think he still be. played again this past year. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. So uh, Vikings, uh, you know, if the offensive line is halfway decent, there's no excuse, right? Right. And I mean, you know, this, they, this defense is that defense loaded. is unbelievable. They're loaded everywhere, and they just added to it again the other day at safety. I yeah. mean, I, I think they've they've positioned themselves to be pretty unbelievable. But you know, uh, offensive line's been the issue. You know, last last few years, last year we were okay, but. Boy, the year before that, Pat, you and I talked about it a couple of times. Just everybody was hurt. They, I don't think they had the same five for a single game a couple of years ago together. No, that was the year they got, yeah, the, the, the year they fell back and they got beaten up. Yep. Then didn't the, uh, was it two years ago, though, the whole crew played, right? Everybody played. They just weren't that good. Yeah. And last year they had a couple oh, of 20, injuries. Oh, 2015? Pete, I keep yeah. saying, biggest change in pro football in the last 25 years Offensive lines, you used to get the same five guys that play for 10 years. Every week. Together. Is it because how much they want them to do now and how quick the guys across? I think so. I think it really has to do with those defensive guys. Those guys are absolute freak shows. You know, when you watch Hard Knocks and you watch Cleveland and you watch Miles Garrett on the outside, yeah. he is he's like something I've never seen before. I, he's hes so athletic, he's so fast, and he never gives those guys he's an opportunity. So big to, he's too. big. He's yeah. big. But, Pete, well, how much do you attribute it to the, the lack of – the development in the college ranks. Absolutely, I, I forget who who told me this, but the way that they you know scheme offensively now in college football with so many teams going spread offenses, they're not developing the quality of offensive linemen that they once did. Hundred percent true. You know, it's really really difficult. I think that's the hardest job of these GMs is to figure out which guys actually can play tackle when they get to the NFL. They they can fill in the guards and centers here and there, but. Who's going to be the guy on the outside who's actually got the technique to be able to stop some speed rusher from the outside? The injuries are what uh, get to me, though. I mean, is it? And I think it's. Like I think flies. it's because yeah. they they're, they got to. First of all, they're making them play wider. Yeah. You know, they can't be five big guys. And they got to get out in space and move now. Right. 
Yep. And and second of all, they, you know, they're popping hammies and stuff when they're trying to yep. make a move. When yep. you weigh 320, you know. It's, and that's uh, the other thing. I, I actually think a lot of these guys do themselves a disservice. I think they're too heavy. I, I, I really do. I think a lot of these guys would pay, play better if they were 305, not 325 on the outside. That's, uh, that's true. Uh, we will uh, take a break and uh, we'll return. And the rain has started at the <laughs> Minnesota State Fair. You brought uh, umbrellas, did you not? <laughs> no, you did not. We. Uh, I leaned on the bride for that. She didn't do it. <laughs> well, it's supposed to blow through quickly. Oh, good. So, uh, that's good. That's good. We'll be back. I hear the train come. It's rolling around a bit. And I ain't seen the sunshine. I don't know. Paul Fenton is making the rounds today, the uh, new general manager of the Wild. Thanks for stopping by. This is Pete Najarian, most famous for being the leading tackler in the Gophers' 84-13 loss to Nebraska. <laughs> he in, never uh, lifted that. <laughs> in 1983. 21 tackles. Without him, first, without him, it would have been 105 to 13 <laughs> instead of 84 to 13 back in. I really held back that triple digits. That's what I was. <laughs> so, uh, are you, is is this getting to be action time or relax time? When do we? Uh, when do we? Is, is you have you pretty well got your club now? Well, I'd like to start it that way, to yeah. be honest. Uh, yes. it seems to be the the flavor of the day. Everybody's saying, you know, you're supposed to make a big move, but. In in our industry, you know, you, you got to analyze everything, see what you have, and then make a call. I mean, I I think I've used this three times now. I, I bought a, a new house here, and everything was absolutely perfect. It's a beautiful house. Last night, I went to use the garbage disposal, and, and uh, I've got a, a drain backed up right now, and I'm waiting for a plumber. So yeah, right. until you look underneath the hood, you don't know exactly what you have, and I'm going to stick with that. Well, that's now you guys. Uh, you guys said uh, first uh, Craig said tweak, and then you said tweak. So we all made fun of tweaks. But so far, it's been pretty much a tweak, wouldn't you say? I'm trying to think what I could use for a different one. So you <laughs> yeah, have some right. more fun the rest of the way here. Um, let's let's call it twist now. Yeah, right? We'll, right. we'll twist. Um, you know, we we talked about our lineup. They listen. They made the playoffs six years yes. in a row. We have a damn good team here. So adding what can take you to the next level was was our thought process here. We, we added Eric Fair, JT Brown, Matt Hendricks, and you know a guy I haven't really mentioned much is, is Greg Pattern. Um, you know, not knowing the the health of Ryan Suter a hundred percent, wanted to add another defenseman that could give us a lot of minutes, can play top four minutes, can solidify our lineup, and then those other guys bring a sandpaper character, grit, and especially two right shots and Fair. Uh, and JT Brown and we hadn't had that on our forward position so I wanted to make sure that we gave us some kind of options here going forward well it is interesting hockey the hockey playoffs uh, they play they, they play six three to two games and you lose four of them and you can't get over the hump you know it's a, the sport is so I we had Bob Motzko at the college games just like that hockey is now such a balanced game it's the, the difference is not real wide Give uh, give Gary Bettman credit. I yeah. I usually laugh at the draft or you know the Stanley Cup presentation or what have you when the fans boo this guy, but I don't know of a commissioner uh, at, at any level in any sport that has given parity the the true value of yes. keeping sports fans 
involved until the very last second. I mean, what baseball did a few years ago with the wild card, thing, you know, brilliant. But maybe they should have gone even further so that you keep people interested going down the stretch here. What we've done to be able to keep these teams competitive mm-hmm. with, you know, your draft selection and the lottery, um, it, it allows you to get back into it and keep all these markets intact. And Southern Expansion, which you got so much abuse about, and there's still a couple of troubled franchises, but you lived it in Nashville. And, uh, you know, I, I pointed out that, uh, you know, the NBA's last couple of places they've gone are Memphis and New Orleans. You guys have gotten Nashville, Las Vegas. I mean, you, they have gotten some. Uh, uh, Batman has beaten the NBA to some really dynamic uh, markets. You know, I don't know if the NBA would have even considered uh, going into Nashville for, you know, to be honest. Mm-hmm. And, and maybe Vegas, everybody had the uh, preconceived notion that, you know, it's only a bunch of people that go there for vacation and you're not going to be able to build a fan base. Well, they proved them wrong again right now. And that's because you win. And, oh, sure. And again, that's that's parody. Uh, me, for one, I'm glad the way that they did expansion uh, in in this last one. I I was a player in '91, '92 for San Jose. I was involved with expansion with Anaheim for the first five years, and then the 20 years with with Nashville. So I've been involved in it in three different capacities as a player, as as just a scout, and then as a in the management position. And it, I hope they do the same thing when when Seattle comes in because, you know, we don't want any any ugly stepsisters that are going to come in and, and just make it a, a mop up that everybody knows that you know they should be winning. This is it's great for our sport. It's great to be able to to grow our sport in that way. Pete, uh, a lot of people uh, in this town lamented uh, the loss of the North Stars in '93. Yeah, but. Uh, you would agree with me that the support that this team has received at that new building, Unreal. the North Stars never had anything to compare no, with this. No, nothing, nothing even close to that. I, I, I guess the question I'd put out there is, at what point in time is the expansion, is it too much? Just because you, you see it in the NFL where we don't have enough quarterbacks to even yeah. to quarterback all 30, 30 teams or whatever. How How is it in hockey that you have so much depth that you guys are able to expand and you see an expansion team like Las Vegas do as well as they did? Well, we want to balance it off, honestly. At 31 teams, I mean, at least give us yeah, 16 right. in yeah, each, right. you know, yeah. so that there's not a distinct advantage for one side or the other. I'll tell you, these kids are still coming. Right. The, uh, the development of hockey, especially in this state, is incredible. Uh, I, you know, I'm from Massachusetts, and we thought that we had a pretty good model going there. Well, BS. Like, this is incredible here with the, the passion that people have uh, shown me so far. Uh, I've got I've got a hundred thousand uh, general managers in this uh, park today, and uh, that are telling me what what we should do too. I love the passion of the game. I think that it's it's fabulous. I think USA Hockey for one is developing more and more type of stars. You know, you you look at Matthews from from Phoenix. Yeah. Um, I I drafted a kid named John Blum in the first round. I forget what year it was, 07 or 08, in, in Nashville. He was the first kid ever drafted from California. So now we're getting kids from, yeah. from California, Florida, Arizona, Nashville. Uh, it, it, I think the growth of our game is phenomenal, and I hope we continue to do it. And then who knows how many teams we're going to have. And that's Southern Expansion. That that's exactly really it. Triggered that. So uh, what uh, did you get to? Did you get here much as when you were with Nashville, or did you pretty? Would you do? 
go scout? I mean, did well, you, I've been you go here to many quite games a bit. in St. I mean, Paul? I, I would go see, uh, you know, a lot of the – we had drafted a bunch of players from the U uh, mm-hmm. in the day. Uh, we had guys in Mankato. We had guys up in Duluth, St. Cloud. I was chasing free agents all the time. Mm-hmm. So I spent a lot of time in in the uh, Minneapolis uh general area of hotels i won't give anybody a plug but uh, uh-huh. but i've spent plenty of nights here and uh um it it wasn't it wasn't what i was expecting to be honest um i heard how how minnesota friendly is is wonderful um now that we've moved here i'm amazed i'm amazed at uh, how beautiful it is here how the people are how inviting it is it, it's a it's just a, a great area uh, Tom Curvers and Iserman had pretty much a joint at the hip operation. How did you convince him to come up here and work for you? Well, it was great for Stevie to uh, allow him to go to to the next level. Um, <laughs> well, I mean, he was he, you know he was he was really yeah. in their oh, in oh, their direct, as, you know like oh, an advisor would have you. I thought you were yeah. comparing the wild. To the no, lady, no, but no, no, <laughs> no. Right. You mean to uh, get promoted? Yeah, that's bit. exactly what I meant. <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> um, you know. Th- a lot of guys, there's there's different guys that aren't going to allow people to advance because yeah. they think that they own them. But uh, with Steve Eiserman, he was he had nothing but class and he had nothing but good things to to say and and uh, wish him good to be able to go to another level here. And uh, I've known Tommy a long time. I think uh, we both tried out for the '84 Olympic team together. That's when we met each other and, and played in the World Championships and. Uh, and a little bit in Toronto together. So we've always had a relationship. We've always talked about uh, the game. You never know what it's like until you really get the, the person working with you, but it's been great so far. He's, he's a really knowledgeable hockey man. Well, the, uh, the Wild has spent a lot of time talking about this young nucleus, but it's not young anymore. Granlin and Niederreiter and Coyle and those guys. So that you're, that's kind of what you're waiting to look at, I would imagine, before you do anything. Well, I huh? would describe them as core. Yeah. Um, not not necessarily young, not necessarily as old, but but core. And certainly we've got uh, some guys that are that are getting there in their career. So, you know, what's our, our window? Our window is, is a couple of years, is the way that I look at it, is we've got a We've got to all come together here and, and hopefully challenge to win a Stanley Cup in the next couple of years, and then we'll adjust from there. So uh, Nashville, did was they had – I mean, Craig basically sold to get to a better situation. Did that turn into a crazy hockey – you had to win to turn it into a crazy hockey place, right? You, you did, um, and and we had the, we had the advantage of – you know, the thing with, with Craig was uh, being an, an outsider, um, it didn't, I don't know, maybe it's a southern hospitality yeah. or what have you, but they really took to uh, having local ownership there and probably gave them more, in fact, they did give them a lot more support than they than they had given him from uh, the local government is concerned. Mm-hmm. So I, I think they got some advantages once once Craig uh, left there, and uh, they've, they've just been able to sell it and the excitement of you know, Smashville is how they describe it. it. It's really a lot of fun to be there. Uh, Pete, have you been there? Nashville? You been I, there I've been to the city game? and I love it, but I've not been to a well, hockey it's, game down there. It's I've, kitty corner from Tootsie's, basically. Yeah. The, uh, and you the, can the, never we, get out of there, huh? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. It is. Uh, it, there's not a better located oh. arena in America no. than that one. Great you, fans. You, you, oh, that plus, I appreciate. But plus, you stumble out, and there's the, <laughs> there's the most famous honky tonks in America. So Love it. It's, it is fantastic. But this uh, this thing in St. Paul, 
I, Craig uh, noted that they were slipping a little here, you know, in 2012. And on July 4th, two, you know, 2012, he signed Parisi and Suter. And I've heard people question those contracts. Listen, they were they were in decline with their season tickets. They'd had some a lot of empty seats at the end of 2012, and they've had 103 percent capacity ever since. I think that was a very good decision to sign those two guys. Well, I I think so too. It probably brought the value of the franchise up a little bit when he, <laughs> when he did uh, both of those moves. You know, as you look at the contracts that are going forward here, they don't look that bad no. after all, do they? And they um, they do get a little less. Yeah, they? the term the term is. is uh, is debatable, but that's what was yes. allowed in the old CBA. The new CBA doesn't allow that. So, you know, what he did was brilliant to be able to yep. to lock up both those guys at that time. Hey, what uh, did the cap go up, down, or stay the same? It went up a little bit. A little so, bit. Yep. We're, yeah. You we're, got a little room. We got a little bit of room here. We got a little bit that we'll be able to hopefully work with. And in, in so future. you won't have to let a guy. Uh, uh, come up for a game and then not practice the next day to get reassigned to Iowa to save $4.80 on the cap like uh, I, went on I, here. I wish it was 4 <laughs> I'll tell you. There's a, you know what? There's a lot of finagling, and uh, wow. it's, it's part of the new salary cap world. It really is. And, you know, unfortunately, they fell into that category last year where it made it really difficult for them to, to make some, some adjustments and um, – you know, we wanted to make sure that we weren't in that situation this year. We we purposely, um, you know, signed some contracts that were going to be more advantageous so that we had space to do something in the future. Is your number one choice going to come over for camp? No. No, he's no. going to stay he stays where he over is. there. Yes, it's uh, you know, with those those European kids, it's uh, it's easier for them to stay there and stay acclimated. Okay, sometimes they uh, they get them over here. But, uh, hey, thanks for stopping by, Paul. And great. Uh, when's camp start? Dang near. Um, we we actually go to Traverse City on the 6th where our rookie, rookie tournament show. is. And then wow. we're back here for the 13th, and we'll be in full swing by then. And uh, what, I, uh, what amazes me about hockey is they report on the 13th, and they're playing about the 16th. Usually <laughs> not a lot of time off between exhibition games. You know, it's amazing. And when I was playing – we played 11 exhibition games. I remember uh, my first year in Hartford, I played all 11. Ooh, and these, really? guys, <laughs> and these, guys complain, these guys complain about seven, and you're going to play yeah. three or four, and they're like, you know, well, let's just get to it. Played all 11 games. <laughs> Thank you, sir. Thanks, Thanks Paul. Thanks for having Thanks, me. Paul. Right. Uh, Paul Fenton, the new general manager of the Wild. Looks like the uh, storm might blow through here, and you don't the, think uh, the heavy stuff's coming down for a and while. The Beach Boys will, uh, <laughs> the Beach Boys will be okay. Yeah. <laughs> That's the trouble with the uh, the grandstand over here. If it rains, there's not, there's no place for the fans to hide, right? <laughs> there's the band, none. The band is okay, but that's okay. So, uh, Pete, were you, as a kid, uh, always a fairgoer? Oh, yeah. Dad. Dad okay. brought us all the time. Yeah. He, he did an operation on the guy who used to... Remember the old Penny Arcade back sure, there? Sure, right. Dad did a transplant on a guy there. He, <laughs> no. Yeah, oh, yeah. I, was I, know, I know that shocks you guys. <laughs> Everything was free. We could do no wrong. 
after that. <laughs> no. and, and we would park right at the Penny Arcade, right oh, next really? to this whole thing. My dad, you know, he'd be driving through the middle of the streets. He's the only car. And there's the sheik sitting there going, get out of the way. He's white. His <laughs> my dad's a pretty forward that guy, was, as we know. Uh, well, I always, uh, one of my favorite things about Dr. John was the ringside physician. <laughs> Is Dr. John Nigerian at the wrestling match. The world's one of the world's five most famous transplant surgeons is there to make sure that this wrestling doesn't get out of hand. Is that the greatest? Uh, he was okay. Hulk Hogan's ringside physician. Yes. <laughs> and my dad would stand up. He was only yeah. he liked that moniker better okay. than anything oh, anybody ever gave. Him. That's oh awesome. man. We've had have you ever heard George on our show? The AWA yeah. cannot yeah. be stumped. Man. Is that who you had just the other day yeah. on here? Yeah, I listened George. to all he was fantastic. Well, he's, he's, yeah, he's... Oh, when he was telling some of those stories, I mean, oh. I remember those days, you know, mm. with the Kenny Jays and all the rest of that oh, yeah. over at the Calhoun Beach Man yeah. Manor or whatever that was. I never have accused Kenny <laughs> Jay of losing every match because he threw me and three other guys out of the court bar one night with no problem. <laughs> My brother, Frank Island and Mike Augustine, he went 4-0 that night, baby. <laughs> A court bar, which is now Dan Kelly's. Or oh yeah, downtown. yeah, 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 that's, yeah. That was that back in the day a little bit. That's right. So uh, I, a lot of people pessimistic. I think the Gophers will win six or seven with that schedule, don't you? With the home team, you know, it's home been, games. I would have. say this: it's favorable, Patrick. But the one thing that I think everybody's kind of looking past is I like Purdue and I like what they're. Yes, the, the coach is very good. I think mm -hmm. Indiana. As bad as we all like to think of them, I think they've improved in the Big Ten. I think the only team left that really is, if you look at them, you say, well, well I think we can get Illinois. a win. Illinois. Illinois. Yeah. Yeah, yeah Lovey is. Uh, Lovey's uh, collecting a check out there. Yeah, yeah uh, what is going on down there? Uh, <laughs> I, mean, I think, you know what? Yeah. That place has always been underrated as the worst place in the Big Ten. Everybody says, well, why don't they get the Chicago kids? What the hell? That's that's more remote than yeah. Purdue and Indiana. Oh, yeah. Champagne yeah. Northwestern, Northwestern's got a better chance than oh, Chicago. God, yeah. Oh, yeah. Illinois, and that's a great coach down there. But, and oh, by the way, great. they're building a $200 million facility on the lake. I got to remind mm. you of a great story, by the way. Illinois, how about when Mike White took over down there? Oh, I'll, I'll never forget. Remember. He called me up. He goes, Pete, we're going to the Rose Bowl in two, and we might be in probation in three, but we're going. <laughs> <laughs> Childress, I gotta, I gotta go great? real quick. Oh, God, I love Childress that. was a grad assistant, and ten, two months later, he was a, a meeting with the NCAA infractions committee. He, was, Remember he said, I'm a 23-year-old guy. Going, <laughs> Champagne, Tony Eason, all those guys. Oh, that all was right. a great era. Thanks for stopping Thanks, by. Thanks, Pete. You're the best. Thanks, guys.